You know you got a lot of money, Zach, when you're like, oh, that country? I have more money than that country. Not that, that region, not that state, that country. I'm wearing a cashmere sweater that costs about 10 times more than I need to stay warm. But I'm trying to communicate to people that I have an Italian sense of design and sensibility and that yeah. I'm an attractive mate. And even if you're in a monogamous relationship and not looking to procreate actively, these things have been pounded into you for millions yes. of years. So you still want that canary yellow Ferrari in your, in your garage, even if you're happily married. Uh, you talk about wealth on the Forbes 400 when you subtract people mm -hmm. who have inherited their money. And what a large percentage of them were either in retail or luxury goods. Yeah. So there's, there's money, and that's that procreation side of where we have luxury, we're signaling to the world. If you study, you know, classic evolutionary theory, that was one of the things that Darwin struggled with. Why does a peak, male peacock have all these extra feathers? Because they take energy and they seem to serve no purpose. But the purpose was to show I have so much energy that I don't care. And so when a man buys, you know, I have a lot of cars, Charles Darwin would be like, you're trying to signal right. to women that not only could I have one Lamborghini, but I forgot that I have one, like that kind of mentality. So you're saying Apple, because that's an interesting take. That's what you think Apple's... Your Ferrari Core. and iOS signal the same thing. It says you're stronger, smarter, and faster than the other guy. And then if a woman mates with you, her kids are more likely to survive than if she mates with someone who drives a Hyundai and has Android. At the end of the day, that's what you're signaling. And you will pay a lot of money to feel, I'm wearing a cashmere sweater that costs about 10 times more than I need to stay warm. Right. But I'm trying to communicate to people that I have an Italian sense of design and sensibility and that yeah. I'm an attractive mate. And even if you're in a monogamous relationship and not looking to procreate actively, these things have been pounded into you for millions yes. of years. So you still want that canary yellow Ferrari in your, in your garage, even if you're happily married. Even if you love your husband and have no plans of procreating with anybody else, you will still buy $600 ergonomically impossible shoes. Right. So you want to tap into these irrational margins because irrational in the consumer world is Latin for huge margins. Wealthiest man in Europe? Bernard Arnault, Vuitton and Hublot, yes. signaling. Wealthiest family in New York, Estee Lauder, making your cheekbones look higher, you're a better mate. Yeah. The axiom of DNA trying to get everywhere and then trying to select the smartest, fastest, and strongest DNA is the algorithm creating more shareholder value the last 30 years of yeah. any category, more than tech, huh. almost as much as finance, depending on when you look at it. Yeah, finance is a... Big one. Uh, but take, out, yeah. take out inherited wealth and finance, more people on the Forbes 400 list from uh, retail and fashion than any other category. Yeah, the Zara second, guy. Number well. two, yeah. exactly. And number three is H&M. Yeah. So you either want to appeal there. The, the number one source of wealth creation in consumer companies up until the, in, the uh, introduction of Google from World War II was appealing to the heart. Yeah. Here's a high caloric pace for your kids. Mm -hmm. That's appealing to the brain. That'll keep them alive. It's nutritious. No, it's not. Here's a high caloric paste. It signals that you love your kids more right. than your neighbors. Why? Because choosy moms choose Jeff. So we took all these powders, these solvents, these soaps, and we placed American, patriotic, European elegance, maternal feelings of love around these things, and we turned 30 or 50 cents of powder into something worth three to five bucks, and P&G and Unilever created hundreds of billions of dollars in value. You want to appeal to the irrational instincts. Yeah. Yeah, I always say, uh, yesterday uh, on the show, I had Jordan Belford, Wolf of Wall yeah. Street, and He's a great salesman, obviously, and he said, uh, he said, ultimately, 
90% of it's emotional sales. Mm -hmm. Humans struggle. I mean, even if you look at our brain, one of my business partners is a molecular neurobiologist scientist, and he basically says, you know, the part of your brain that's rational, like your neocortex, your medium, prefrontal, all this kind of part. He said, it first goes through your brainstem and your medulla, all this primitive stuff, and then maybe your thoughts get up here. Mm -hmm. You know, we can sense beauty. A, a man or a woman can tell if somebody's beautiful from almost any angle from 50 paces away. You could, if Angelina Jolie walked in here, um, you would be able to know she's beautiful even if she wasn't standing in front of you. You could see from far, and same with, you know, whatever. Hannah, what guy do you like? Matthew. Matthew. She likes Matthew McConaughey. Okay. <laughs> I, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. We, he was, I was talking on The Wolf of Wall Street. He was doing, you know, the chest thumping part? Yeah, that's a great movie. That's only Matt McConaughey. They added that in. He's like, I never did that. All right, let's keep going through the book. A few more things that I wanted to talk about. So let's talk about, so we talked about the four massive companies. Okay, let's talk about the fifth potential horseman. So we had potential for Alibaba, Uber. Uh, I think you mentioned, uh, what was the other one? Tesla. Tesla. And now, you, yeah, you made a good prediction. You said he's going to expand out of cars. Yesterday, Elon Musk announces semi-trucks. Boring right. company. Like it's, yeah. So if you had to bet, who's going to be the fifth big one? You talk about the problems with Alibaba and the problems. With, I thought it was interesting. What you said constrains Tesla is they're not as international, even though they are big in Europe. Uh, Scandinavia, but that's a small market. Um, you talked about the constraints on Alibaba was capital. I thought that was interesting compared to Amazon. They don't have access to cheap capital. Also, Alibaba suffers a little bit from what Tesla suffers from. And the Chinese companies traditionally haven't been good at going global. Yes. There aren't that many global Chinese brands. And China hasn't been good at going global. Uh, there's a, I think it was Jared Diamond's book, Gun, Germs, and Steel, mm -hmm. uh, talk, uh, talks about how China's never traditionally been a conquering country mm -hmm. in terms of going... So if you had a wager right now, yep. knowing you could be wrong, who's going to be, is it Uber? Who's going to be the fifth horseman? So two years ago, I would have bet on Uber because I thought Uber was not a ride-hailing service but a back-end fulfillment infrastructure to rival Amazon's. Okay. So, we were, so like people, Uber Eats was the beginning of it. That's right. I was wrong. The fifth right now, the good money in my view, is the operating system of the second most important screen in our lives. This is number one, number two is TV, and that's Netflix. Ah, Millennials, I like millennials spend more yes. time watching Netflix than the rest of cable television combined. Yes. If they continue to command that sort of custody of the wealthiest consumers in the world, you could see them getting into all sorts of different businesses. Yes. Where would you go? So if you're Reed Hastings, you're running Netflix, where do you go next? Oh, I would probably introduce voice. What about music? Why fair not enough. take out Spotify? Spotify, Spotify. Yeah, that's a fair point. There's a lot of different ways they could if go. You, if you controlled Netflix. What about education? Yeah, I mean, education. No, don't do that. Lot. That's the industry I'm interested there in. Yeah. Reed Hastings. Erase this from the... No, I'm just yeah. joking. Um, I think that uh, they have... If you think about the best money people saw, probably say they spend, dollar for dollar, the average person under 40, I bet you it's Netflix. Right there. Ten yeah. bucks... And you can sit there, and people binge or watch. What's the most you guys, anybody here has ever watched on Amazon in one day? I mean, Netflix in one day. Uh, I was watching Stranger Things like three hours a day. Yeah, That's so nothing. Three hours? 
Adrian's a newbie. He was only watching three That's, hours a day. Three hours. That clear, That means you clearly don't vape if you're only at three hours of Stranger Things. Well, I oh remember when they were still delivering DVDs. I, Zach here got me into into the Sopranos, and I almost lost my mind. I had to switch to that package yeah, where you get crazy. like 12 DVDs. I was like, I became so. But that's so, one of the greatest pivots in business history. Think about it, a mail order DVD company takes huge risks, extraordinary capital, stock dove, and went into streaming TV. I mean, one of the greatest, Reed Hastings is arguably the most underrated CEO in the world. You think so? Yeah. Well, he's not mentioned in the same breath as Bezos and Cook, and he's right up there. Yeah, that's incredible not the revenue levels. I mean, right now, they just passed 100 million customers, let's say paying roughly 10 million. So they're doing a billion a month in revenue. Um, not certainly not at the level. I mean, I think Amazon, if I'm correct, I did the math. They're grossing like three hundred million dollars a day or something. It's a, it's that a, sounds about right. I think they're about 100, 120 billion. But what Amazon and Netflix have been able to do is that they've taken a stopping and starting business like retail, where on January one you have to reinvent the business yep. and get new customers every day, yes. and that's exhausting. That's like playing basketball. And in the 90s, software came up with this amazing business model and said, we're going to cut the price, but we're going to integrate it into your daily workflow, and you're going to pay us every year. And we're going to show the market that you renew, recurring yeah. revenue, like a gym versus a personal trainer. Yeah. And the markets value recurring revenue companies at a multiple of revenues versus a multiple of profits. Yes. So another gangster pivot was when Amazon took a non-recurring revenue business retail yeah. and took it to recurring revenue business with Prime, with Prime yeah. which is now in 62% of households. More households have a recurring revenue relationship with, Prime, with Amazon called Prime than voted in the 2016 presidential election or have a landline phone. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of interesting stats in this book. I like the one that Apple has more cash than the economy of, of Denmark. You know you got a lot of money, Zach, when you're like, oh, that country? I have more money than that country. Not that, that region, not that state, that country.